You want you want to know? It's not funny, but so there's a gif. Um, you know Will Osprey? He used to his finish used to be that he would run at like a like a bending forward opponent and like do a what was a finish a front flip DDT. Yeah. Like and spike the guy. Yeah. Uh, in in their two out of three falls match, uh, Jimmy Havoc did that off of like the um raised part of that arena where progress does all the shows on will osprey through a table and it's as it's as horrifying as you think and all his 20 years like there are very few times when i've questioned the route i'm about to take this was one of them <laughs> he's like maybe i shouldn't do this you see it too and like that because it's a fan video doing it and Will's just like, protect my... You can hear Will say, like, protect my head. <laughs> Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore. Oh, wow. And there's no Blake to introduce himself. The Dylan silence is a lot more silent than usual. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so used to waiting for him to, to, to say something after he realizes that we're recording. I, I'm sorry. I, yeah. He's just natural built-in beat. I, I, I missed it. I, I apologize. <laughs> he's just like, and it, wait, hold on. And it's me, the Braun Strowman favorite, Blake Tanner. <laughs> it's the catching these hands, boy. It's the catch, <laughs> Mr. Catch These Hands. Or heal these hands. I love the fact, and someone on Reddit, I think, posted this as well. You've got Luke, or no, is it Rowan or Luke who got injured? Rowan, right? Rowan. You've got Luke who's not doing anything, and you got Bray who's not doing anything. Let's put Braun with Dolphin Drew. Which, I mean... Cause it's because they're not going to move Luke over from SmackDown. That's one thing, and then also, in my opinion, it's it's because, A, I feel like that would make the shield heals automatically because they'd be like Wyatt family's back now yay meanwhile they apparently they listened to last week's show where you talked shit on the shield possibly being baby faces and they're like oh Dylan thinks they can't be baby faces have them get beat the fuck up by all these guys I mean, I, I was, I was, I was, you need to understand, I was all about it like I, I bitch, I was just like god please let there be a non- like a non-authority figure heal like something that rules the roster for just maybe like three months something give me give me something it's not even fresh or new but it just it'd be refreshing i just wanted that refreshment in my life and they were like "Mm, nope nope just roman reigns is a baby face ooh uh, ah See, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense because you take the people that Dean and Seth were feuding with, put them with the person Roman's feuding with, that old formula, but also, could have done so much better, guys. I feel like they, I think they also realized that if they did the shield as heels, they have no more faces. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, who's left at that point? Finn? Finn... Mr. Not Built Up That Much Balor, who is still apparently going with... I I thought the demon would be enough for Baron Corbin to be like, okay, I ain't gonna fuck with you no more. Then on Raw, Baron's like, I'm gonna beat you up. Also, this is a no-DQ match all of a sudden. DDT onto a chair. 
Um, what's your Where do you think they're going with the Kevin Owens quitting thing? Because that's twice this year where Kevin Owens almost has changed his entire Twitter to suit storyline. Bless him. He's willing to go the extra mile. I don't. I, my favorite thing is somebody was on Twitter. Twitter wrote for all the people complaining about this. Realize. Did he quit on TV? Yes. Well, is this probably a work? See question one. Yeah. <laughs> um, with me, I love what he changed his Twitter to because it, it it was two tweets and that was all that was left. One is a photo set of like him on his debut in NXT where he's like holding his hand in victory. Him with the NXT title, him with the IC title, him with uh, the uh, Universal title when he finally got that. Then the next photo set is like him getting dumped off the stage in the fucking porta potty, him covered in blue paint and like all the shit that's happened to him this year. Yeah. That way you can be like, <laughs> if if anyone wants to know why, just go to his Twitter and see why. Exactly. Um, nah, you. I mean, who knows? I'm not gonna try to be like, oh yeah, they're clearly doing like I. See, that's the thing, is at least they're giving... WWE at this point can't make an intriguing storyline that also lets you kind of have an idea of where it's going. The only way they can build intrigue at this point is be like, we're gonna do something fucking random, and I'll be honest, we don't know where it's going, but we'll figure it out. There's only one writer on our staff who's actually in charge of this, and we don't know which one it is. (laughs) Join us this week on WWE Survivor. Um, see, I'm starting to think Becky might not be heel. I'm starting to think, because, like, Roman, when he did that interview about, like, there aren't heels and faces anymore, which is a blatant fucking lie, I think someone was like, let's take that to heart. So I don't think Becky had a heel turn as much as just a swift change in character. Because... Like, her promo tonight after she beat the shit out of Charlotte, she didn't try to get heat. She just looked at Charlotte and was like, I'm taking my title back, you bitch, and then throws the microphone at her. And I'm like, alright. Because the, cr- right. the crowd will not boo her. And if they wanted her to be heel, they would have tried harder for her to get booed. Especially in that segment. Yeah. I think I think either... They realized it, or maybe Becky was just like, "It's not, it's not gonna work." Yeah, <laughs> I would, I would have pre- like if there was a story that came out where Becky just went to Road Dog, who apparently is in charge of these shows. Yeah, whose responses on t- on Twitter to that it was like, "No, they they both took the same route." You, you saw that right, where somebody was tweeting at him like, "Why did you possibly think we would boo Becky?" Yeah, and he was like, "Well, they both you know took the same journey up the mountain, just different way, or like, or they both took the same journey up the mountain. That's what the story's about. That's a you know what you're." seeing isn't the story we're trying to tell and somebody yeah. was like yeah yeah they they didn't one person like walked up the mountain like the back way <laughs> and then the other person was given a private fucking lift like ski lift to the top and <laughs> you want us to boo the person that walked yeah well it's a uh I, I think it was actually more of a plateau where one side is 90 degrees and the other side is a nice like um, 80 degree uphill slant where one person just kind of had a leisurely stroll up and the other one had to like Sylvester Stallone like cliffhanger crawl up the side of a mountain to get there 
I like I like how in your understanding of math, the difference between cliffhanger and leisurely stroll is ten degrees. No, okay, hold on. Let me. Uh, shit. Uh, ten degree. I'm sorry. Let me reverse it. I was, <laughs> I was, I was doing the eighty degrees from the bottom. Um, but yeah, I think that's what happened. Is but I kind of see where Road Dog is coming from because he is like. You're not seeing the whole story yet. Don't base it off of just last week, which I agree with. You can't base a full storyline. Right. They they aren't. They're not basing off the last week. They're basing it off the three months before that where Becky actually wrestled and Charlotte just kind of like disappeared due to an implant thing and then just kind of showed up and was like, I'm in the title picture now. And they were like, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Becky has almost become like the fans at that point, which is she agrees. It's bullshit. And now that Charlotte won, she's like, that's so much bullshit, I want to kill Charlotte Flair. So Becky is like us at this point. So no, we won't boo her, but I understand where she's coming from. It's, I also, I also like the Becky. Becky's been so good on social media, too. Mm-hmm. Because there's the gif of last week where Charlotte was holding up the title, like, over this, this, and Becky was like, yeah, that's the, that's the title. I've worked my whole life. For that that title yeah I'll, I'll i'll dump you for that bitch yeah she's like i moved i left my country I, for this yeah it means nothing to you because of how like uppity your family is but fuck you yeah uh with me my the saddest thing about the becky lynch heel turn is the fact that for probably about a month or two before the heel turn she was doing these awesome almost like skits on her instagram story where she would mm-hmm. retell the match she had on SmackDown with a shit ton of puns. <laughs> I know, that that had to stop immediately at the heel turn. Yeah, I know. I was like, damn it, I'm not going to see those anymore. Hey. Hey, you know what you can see? You can see Daniel Bryan and The Miz continue the feud. Apparently, they took the challenge of Daniel Bryan being like, do you trust WWE to tell this story until WrestleMania? And they were like, bet. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> They're like, we're going to tell it till WrestleMania 40. What? Yeah. <laughs> you heard huh? me. We we didn't want that. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm almost of the mind that they're actually going to give the title to Miz over Joe just so Daniel can win the title from Miz. Yeah, yeah. They'll pull a Champa it, Gargano on it. <laughs> yeah. It it it'll it may even be like this weird thing where they're like, hey, listen, if we can prove that we aren't incompetent, maybe Daniel Bryan will stay and not re- help, like, super revitalize the indies. Yeah, mega revitalize. Also, mega. I don't know why. It, it might have been a redesigned version of the shirt, but I swear to God, Miz came out on Raw tonight, or on SmackDown tonight, wearing a shirt that he had in, like, 2008. Like... <laughs> He was wearing, like, that I'm awesome baseball tee that he had a long time ago when he was with fucking Alex Riley before he even won the title for the first time. And I was, Maybe he was moving some boxes and he found it and he was like, you know what, I haven't worn this in a decade. Honey, do you have yours? Babe, babe, Marie, that's what it is. This is the only shirt Maurice ever bought of The Miz. And she was just like, this is the only one that I have that'll match. I'm sorry, so you're just gonna have to go back to the well for this one, dude. I'd believe it. Yeah. Also, uh, dude, I'm sorry. I fucking love The Miz. I I hate to... 
I realized how much I loved The Miz when I was moving some stuff today, and I found my old yearbook from high school. Did you write awesome, except, like, really drawn out? It gets better. It's worse than that. So, when I went to pick up my yearbook, they go, okay, what's your name? Scotty Moore. Okay, how do you spell that? Do you want it across the top of the yearbook? Because you could get it engraved with your name. And I said, wait, can I write anything? Yes. So the top of my yearbook does say, I'm awesome, across the top of it. I'd so slow clap, but I don't think the mic would pick it up. <laughs> Not a good slow, like bad slow. Yeah, like a, like a, like a you should feel bad. <laughs> like a he's kind of slow kind of slow. Terrible. Terrible yeah. person. Um, should we just do, like, super quick predictions for All In? Because I'm real hype. <laughs> get, get hype? Yeah. Sure. Is, is one of the, is one of the predictions whether or not we think Black Machismo will show up instead of Jay Lethal? <laughs> uh, because he will. He will. Oh, he will. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can't wait. I hope, I hope they... Don Callis is there. He probably he might have been able to finagle for Impact to give give Jay Lethal his old uh, Black Machismo music. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. Which is, a, which is a great cover of Pomp and Circumstance. The Battle Royal. Oh shit! The boy did find a way onto the show because Chucky e. T is in the over the budget over budget Battle Royal. But right now. Yep. Right now, the participants are Brian Cage, Jordan Grace, Moose, Rocky Romero. That's gonna be weird getting Rocky and then also Chico in there, but Colt Cabana. Rocky will be an Rocky will be an early elimination. Let me assure you. <laughs> uh, Colt Cabana, Ethan Page, Billy Gunn, Jimmy Jacobs, Marco Stunt, who I'm not familiar with, Trent, Chucky e. T, Brandon Cutler. Oh fuck, Virgil. <laughs> I didn't know they put actually put Virgil on the All In show. Fuck Money Inc. coming to All In. <laughs> Fuck Money Inc., baby! Oh, man. I kind of want to give it to Moose. He's not done anything in a really long time, and this would be a cool way to get him back in the ROH picture. See, here's here's the thing. I'm, I'm torn, torn here, because on the one hand, I want to give it to Chuck Taylor because it's Chuck Taylor. Right. On the other hand, I'm 95% sure it's going to be Colt Cabana because it's the only other way Colt Cabana will ever get a title shot again. Oh, yeah. That would be... So, and it's in Chicago. So I'm going to say Colt Cabana. Yeah, no, that changed my answer. Colt fucking Cabana. I, I forgot it was Chicago, and also I forgot that he has had a resurgence as the golden boy of Chicago ever since their previous golden boy became an asshole. Um, Briscoes versus Kaz and Scorpio Sky. Uh, SCU. Yeah, SCU. You don't see the Briscoes. On, you don't see the Briscoes on BTE, but you do see SCU. So I think SCU for this one. Uh, they have that great. They have that great training montage. Yeah. Where, <laughs> where uh, Christopher Dan Daniels didn't want to call me about working out. I had a big breakfast: steak, eggs. Chocolate chip pancakes? I'm already a singlet guy. <laughs> I loved uh, on BTE when they got to the top of the Rocky Steps and it, it got to CD to try to do his speech and he's just like... <sighs> <laughs> and that was it. That was the whole thing. 
but he managed to dictate while wheezing. That's why that's why Christopher Daniels is is a uh, is a true veteran. Yeah. Uh Page versus Joey Janela. Uh Hangman. It's the only match on the card other than Skrull that I could see a non BTE guy loot winning. So I'm gonna say Joey Janela. Cool. Uh Tessa Blanchard versus Madison Rain versus Chelsea Green versus Britt Baker. Uh Blanchard. Blanchard. Um Madison. Cool. That was called us just throwing a name in the bucket, I think. That was just both of us being like I didn't know this match was here, so we're just gonna say a name real quick. Um What did I what did I what did I say at that uh before Supercard of Honor a couple years ago. Oh, right, I, d- I don't know anything about women's wrestling. Yeah. Um, well, when this card was read to me, and I hate to say this, it, it did read as Adam Cole's girlfriend versus Zack Ryder's girlfriend versus Madison Rain versus Tully Blanchard's son. Or daughter, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Amel versus CD. Uh, Amel. Yeah, I agree with you on Amel, because... I, that's why I gave SCU the win on the opening show, is because the other SCU member will not win. It's probably going to be through shenanigans, but Amel's going to come home with it. Okada versus Skrull, and I hate to say it, but fucking Okada. Yeah, no. Whoop whoop, motherfucker. Oh, you're going whoop whoop with it? <laughs> I am going whoop whoop with it. The only thing that would make this match better is if uh, Marty came out to his old... Like, his old... Uh... The progress music. Progress music. Yeah, yeah the, the the song he had in progress. I forget the exact title of it because it's some like remix. But yeah, that'd be a great one. Just just so people be like, oh shit, because that was the song he used back when he was all like broody and actually villain before he got on DT. And they were like, hey, did you know this guy can do comedy really well? Like super good. Um, what we got next? Kenny Omega versus Pentagon. Yeah. I'm- I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Kenny Omega here. In front I, of uh, <laughs> in front it's of... gonna be a great match. I'm yeah. so excited for it. Yeah, in front. I of mean, a... Pentagon could conceivably win it. I doubt it though. I, but I don't know because the Bucks and Cody are booking this. Like, I've never seen the Bucks and Cody book a match before. Who knows where the results for this shit are going? Yeah. Well, I mean, in front of a crowd that will probably leave if Kenny Omega le- loses, I'm going to say Kenny. No, no, no. There's a bunch of Pentagon, like, you, you need to understand the love Pentagon has. Granted, the community has kind of turned against him in Phoenix since it's become kind of apparent they're going to WWE at the beginning of next year. Oh, yeah. Um, Jay Lethal versus, I guess at this point for both of us, Colt Cabana. Uh, Jay Lethal. I'm sorry, Black Machismo Jay Lethal. Yeah, because now it's going to be... Has there been a good Macho Man match where, like, Colt could play the opposite? Because my favorite... I really... No, I really hope they do callback spots to the, um... Oh, what was the one from... Wrestle... Was it WrestleMania 4? Um, are you talking about the... The Intercontinental... Oh, that's, yeah, Wrestle- Intercontinental that's WrestleMania, WrestleMania 3, the Macho Man versus... Oh, yeah, Steamboat? Yeah, the... Yeah, the, the, yeah. I want him to be Steamboat. I want Cole Cabana <laughs> to be Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it to Lethal, but I also think Colt might... It's gonna be a good match. Or, or DDP from, uh, what was it? Slamboree 96? Which one? I think it was 96 was the one where DDP beat, uh, Savage and, like... 
Oh, yeah. Because Savage, Savage was like, yeah, no, he should go over. And Arn Anderson was like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, that's the one where DDP did that whole backstage interview about it. And it's just re- slowly realizing how good of a Macho Man impression DDP does. He said, yeah, uh, think Seth- I want to take the dime. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'm gonna say definitely cult uh that's that's like um i think it was a night of hoopla which was a whole big night that was essentially a tribute to uh truth martini where it was jay lethal versus delirious i think and if i remember correctly it's literally the macho man versus ultimate warrior match and nothing else it's literally that and at the end, um, I think Maria Kanellis got in the ring for some reason, and Jay Lethal proposed to her. <laughs> Maria, will you marry me? Uh, Rey Mysterio, Bandito, and Phoenix versus the Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi. Uh, Golden Elite. Golden Elite 100. Wait, that's the main event. We have to talk about the NWE title match first. Well, I knew we would both definitely say Golden Elite, and I wanted something that we could possibly, like, discuss more to finish it out. Uh, Nick Aldis versus Cody Rhodes for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, what what possibly gives the NWA more buzz and gives Billy Corrigan, like, in the company more buzz than handing the title over to like the son of their one of their most prominent champions at literally the biggest indie show ever. Yeah, one hundred percent. But oh, it's a tough one, man. Here, the only other other option is flip screws Cody, and then we get flip versus Cody in ROH for like the next two months yeah. until final battle. Yeah, I'm keeping Nick. I'm gonna say Nick, or at least walks out champion. I'm not gonna argue the DQ bullshit. But Nick Aldis mm-hmm. is leaving as champion. Are you going Cody or Aldis? I, I said I'm going Col- Cody. Oh, okay. So you're officially holding, you're business, holding it. It's because Cody having the belt is what's best for business. <laughs> okay. Very, very good. And, uh, well, I get, yeah, I guess that's it. I'm going to be at a show at Dragon Con in Atlanta during this, so I'm just going to be quietly looking down at my phone every few minutes like, oh, Colt Cabana did win. I'm going to be, I'm, I got to research the multiple ways that you can watch, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to find a way. I can't not watch it because I couldn't be there. Yeah. Oh, by the way, did you see that? I remember that Cody tweeted like months ago about asking, um, for advice on like a tobacco crop or something, because he and Frankie wanted to, uh, oh, wanted to start their own cigar company. Yeah, yeah, and they fucking did. It's called it's called American Rebel. What the fuck? They're having a uh, a like a like a small gathering, like smoke session, like cigar smoking session, the day after All In. I would go up for that. I would be like, oh, how'd you enjoy All In? Didn't see it. I came to smoke cigars with you guys for a few. Oh, man. We need to do something like that. But for all of our lovely patrons over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. (laughs) Except it's just a bunch of, like, young kids and we're all like, smoke the cigar! Aw, you think we're young still. Come on, man. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, pay- we have to pay for our own insurance. We're not young anymore. But of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, patreoncom slash load of BS is where you can go support the Fight Boys. It's where you can support a load of BS, opposite attractions, all of your favorite shows. You can support over there, and you get perks. You get access to our exclusive Discord. We used to have one where you would get shouted out on a load of BS, but we are now changing that. So if you donate, make sure in uh, the description where you can like add a special note what show you wanted to get shouted out in. Because we made the sad realization that we're fairly sure Ghazi, who recently up to $6 a month, thank you Ghazi, we made a realization that he probably doesn't listen to BS, so we're going to shout him out on this show. So thank you, Mr. Ghazi, for donating uh, over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Now, Dylan, I'm sorry, but you you're... Well, I guess we both have to go now, because we started a storyline a few weeks ago, and it actually fucking paid off somehow. Have you have you ever stumbled your way into more success than actually getting this to work? I know, right? Uh, so we actually have an interview this week with uh, a recently debuted wrestler for Chikara Pro, Frantic. He's a member of the Proteus Wheel, and me and Blake, probably, we've not recorded this interview yet, but Blake should be there. We sat down with him to talk about the upcoming King of Trios, what he thinks about wrestling, and all that. So let's cut to you guys. Alright, welcome everybody to the first ever Fight Boys interview, and we've chosen an imposing figure for this one, Blake. Oh, Imposing is not the correct word. <laughs> Imposing is too weak of a word to describe me. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, if he's not impo- we gotta go stronger than imposing, Blake. question was just like how are you but i mean you don't see you seem a bit uh irked upset <laughs> why would you say that <laughs> today was a good day <laughs> i broke my own personal record on my kill count so why would you say it's a bad day that i'm irked huh well I, well I mean certain people think a good day means they never have to use your ak but i see that you you probably did use a lot I use nothing but my bare hands. All right. right. You know what, Blake? How about you do it? I'm, yeah, I completely understand. I I don't understand why you were thinking, Scotty. He looks like he's having a great day. Yeah. Uh, Blake, do you have a question? Well, really to get into it, we know that you've pretty recently debuted frantic and i think we and the rest of the world we would want to know a little bit more about you i mean uh, frantic you come in you who are this huge personality dominating the room but we don't know anything about you what are your loves what are your hates is there a special person in your life maybe a future miss frantic <laughs> 
for the fact that you have never taken the time to educate yourself about myself and the Proteus Wheel is an insult, and you will pay for that. But as far as who we are, myself, Calyx the Castigator, and Volgar, were modified by Professor Nicodemus, the greatest entity this world has ever seen. He made us superior beings, beings that are capable of destruction and magnitudes far more severe than the world has ever seen. And Professor Nicodemus commanded us to cause destruction starting just eight months ago when he had us appear at Jakar Pro's closing time, the finale of season 18. And ever since then, myself, Calyx the Castigator, and Baldar have done nothing but cause destruction and make people feel out of wrath every step of the way. I would say you were very successful at it. Okay, okay, I see. I, I, I mean, I think Blake was thinking, like, the personal life of Frantic. Like, you know, there's, like, a special girl. In the, but, you know, we're not going to worry about that. We can... <laughs> oh. I do nothing but cause destruction. I am not focused on the inferior human things that you are. <laughs> Professor Nicodemus gave me something to live for. He molded me into something useful in his image. So the only thing I ever do is to prepare for destruction and carry it out. And that's all you need to know. Oh, okay. all right. Well, so all those lovely ladies out there keep moving. This one's taken, apparently. Oh, God. Um, so... I've always been a big fan of Chikara myself, always used to go to the shows, and I used to notice that, you know, fans would bring, like, special things to the wrestlers, like, the Batiri would get Pop-Tarts, I know I went to a show once where Velvet Sky got Oreos, she was really into that, is there some, like, is there something you'd want fans to bring you, an offering, maybe like Funyuns, would you like Funyuns, perhaps? The only thing that I want people to bring me is their worship. Because, as I said, the Proteus Wheel are superior beings. So anytime I ever make my way to the ring or I'm wrestling, everybody in the audience better start worshiping me. But of course, because they are inferior beings, they can't understand the superiority of the Proteus Wheel. So they boo. They cheer our opponents. And that's their mistake. Because as soon as I'm done tearing through the Chikara locker room, they're next. Okay. Blake. I'm not worthy. Thank you, Lord Nicodemus. Blake. Thank you for bringing us the, the joy of Frantic. Thank you for bringing everything. And I hope only to be a small portion of his greatness one day. Blake, hide the Funyuns. Hide the Funyuns. He doesn't like Funyuns. It was a mistake. We shouldn't have bought him, man. Um, uh, okay, let's move on. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. Uh, of course, right. we know this weekend coming up, King of Trios for Chikara. 
Does the Proteus Wheel have a plan? Where are you where where are you seeking this weekend? How do you say the 2018 King of Trios tournament is this weekend, starting Friday, going through Sunday? The Proteus Wheel's plan is to not only win the tournament and become the 2018 Kings of Trios. But to destroy and murder every other team, not just the teams who are unlucky enough to draw against us in the tournament, but all of them. Because every team who knew the Thornius Wheel were in the tournament and decided to participate anyway are insulting us. And we will not be insulted without getting our revenge. So if you're in the 2018 KM Trios tournament, you better watch your back as you go to your hotel room, as you're driving to the venue, wherever you go, we will be lurking behind. So, hide your friends, hide your wife. Um... I think, Scotty, that this was a pretty obvious question. I don't know why you thought to include it, but I think that we've got our answer. Yes, I definitely. And so, obviously, the Proteus Wheel going to go on to win, become the kings of trios. But I Kings mean, of everything, honestly. Yeah, that's, that's a given at this point. But once you do win, once you get that victory, how will you celebrate? Like, perhaps throw a parade. Does Nicodemus take you out for a Pizza Hut buffet? How does the Proteus Wheel celebrate a victory of that nature? <laughs> the Proteus Wheel will celebrate it great <laughs> by creating trophies <laughs> out of the broken remains of our dead opponents. <laughs> And thereafter, we will start preparing for our next big thing. Okay, um, so See, no, no Pizza Hut. Um, the Proteus Wheel does have an artistic side, however, which I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. The trophies, that sounds really nice. You can hang them out, maybe put some LEDs in there, light them up at night. Like, I think it'd be good, yeah. It's it's good to know that the Proteus Wheel has a creative side. I'm liking this tender side. Of course we have a creative side! Of course we do! We have several thousand different ways of punishing our opponents. Of course we're creative. Okay, I was about to comment on the, the tender side of, of Frantic, but I don't think that's relevant anymore. Um, so, Frantic, moving on, we've discussed the Proteus Wheel, we've discussed the fact that they've modified you, the man you once were, to become this unstoppable killing beast, this, uh, next evolution in humanity, if you were. But I've been, I, I've been in wrestling for years and years now, and I've seen multiple people who you could describe as almost genetic freaks, like these people who were so skilled... And so I want to know, we're just going to give you a list of people, and if you could confirm or deny whether or not these people were, in fact, experiments, and if the Proteus Wheel would accept them if they weren't. <laughs> this list better not end up infuriating me, because it does! Oh, if it does, it's your head! Well, my fr Yours, my Scotty. Specifically yours. 
my first person was, or my first, I guess, group of people was the colony, but I think that might infuriate you, so, um, we're gonna skip them. Um, up next, though, a a guy who has been in Chikara for a very long time, a man who's got some longevity, uh, Icarus, would, would they consider inviting him in? Absolutely not. <laughs> too cocky, too full of himself. This is above everyone and anyone. <laughs> we would not accept him into the previous wheel. Yeah, those arrogant guys with dyed blonde hair, they're the worst. I hate them. Uh, up next, another guy who's had been in the business for a very long time. Guy you probably know very, very well, Mike Quackenbush. Did you see the way that Flogar threw Mike Quackenbush 15 feet into the crowd and American Rana for Beyond Wrestling? Did you? The Proteus Wheel clearly is superior to Mike Quackenbush as, as, as great of a wrestler as he is. So there's no need to invite him into the Proteus Wheel. Alright, um, another guy who, I, I, honestly, he seems like he's been genetically modified somehow over the years. Uh, a, a massive monster of a man. Uh, John Cena. Uh, why would you even ask me that question? Have you taken a look at John Cena's body? His abs, his pets, it's inferior. His body is imperfect. Just look at Calix the Castigator. Sizzle, perfection, something that John Cena can only dream of. All right. True, he's kind of been on the downswing recently, Scotty. I don't know. I mean, John, have you, he hasn't been in a ring in forever. He's obviously inferior. Yeah. Um, moving on, a, a guy who, it would, it would be hard to call him inferior because he was listed at number one on the PWI 500 today, Kenny Omega. Of course not! Kenny Omega had to go to Japan not because he's a success there, not because he would become the quote unquote greatest wrestler of 2018. He went there to escape us. He had to go to an entirely different country to escape the Proteus wheel. But that's not going to keep him safe for long, and he knows it. And secretly, even though he doesn't divulge it to the public, he's shaking in his boots. Oh, yeah. okay. Um... Japan is a den of weakness and infidelity compared to the greatness that is the Proteus Wheel. But, but Blake, I, I think he just threatened to kill Kenny Omega on the podcast. Can we publish that? Scotty, just go with it. Just go, okay, okay, we'll move on. Why wouldn't we be able to polish that? Let me ask that question. Why? Because it's illegal by your inferior human metrics. Put it this way. You put the Proteus wheel against the entire U.S. police force and the entire U.S. Army. And the Proteus wheel still wins. So what do we have to fear? Um, all right, um... Moving on, we've got just a few more people on the list. Um, Batman. <laughs> Batman is fiction. The holiest wheel is reality. 
fair, a fair point. I just thought, you know, he's got a mask. You've got a mask. Maybe there could be some synergy. You're both uh, angry and have d gravelly voices. I, I okay. On to the next. Um, I, I know you're, uh, you're more in the northwest or, or yeah, northeast wrestling. But me and Blake, we're in the southeast, and we work for a company called the JWF, and we've got a guy in by the name of Guy Fieri. And yes, it is that Guy Fieri. So do you think he would be a good fit for the Proteus Wheel? Let me ask you a question. Do you keep your doors locked at night? Do you keep your windows barred up? Do you feel like you're safe asking me these questions when you do those things? Because you're not. They're not enough to stop us. So why would you even ask a question like that to me? Okay, I mean, you know, Blake, I think I realized why Guy Fieri goes to all those diners, drive-ins, and dives. He's trying to escape the Proteus wheel. Fair play, but there is no escape. There is no escape, that's right. Um, now, I we have a bit of a thing we do on this show. And it's a bit bizarre, but it's... Chikara alum Chuck Taylor will not follow us on Twitter, no matter how hard we we try. We were just wondering, what could we tweet to Chuck Taylor to get him to follow us? Uh, 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 to be honest with you, I don't know. <laughs> because the things that I'm concerned about do not have to do with being followed by a certain per person or a certain group of people. <laughs> oh, you're infuriating so much. I keep stuttering. What's wrong with you? I am not concerned with those kind of things. So I wouldn't be able to tell you. This is what I'll tell you. Uh, uh, if Chuck Taylor ever decided to step up against me, he would deeply regret it. Uh, and that's all I'll say on the matter. Okay, so, um, I've just kind of written, so Frantic doesn't care about getting followed by Sexy Chucky T, but we still do. That, that, that should work, right? <sighs> Did you not hear what I just said? <laughs> Did you not hear what I just said? Okay. What's wrong with you? Okay. Why don't you get me to ask? Okay, Frantic. Um, so Doesn't I... matter, Scotty. Nothing matters anymore. Do you Have you learned nothing? Uh, uh, we are but ants. I, and I'm not talking about the colony. I, I'm sorry. Okay, I guess to close things off, Frantic, if there's anything you'd like to say to the Fight Boys universe, anything you'd like to say about the... Proteus wheel, where they're going, what they want to achieve. Let loose. We know you've been holding back. Let us hear it. Uh, 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 if you haven't already, follow me at Frantic PW. Not because I care about the exposure, but because you will hear our words and you will follow our words. And if you don't do it, I have a camera in your bedroom. I know that you don't. So follow me at Frantic underscore PW. Next, purchase a ticket to Takara Pro's KO Trails 2018 tournament in Easton, PA this weekend to watch the largest 
slaughter best in the history of professional wrestling. 45 other wrestlers being killed in one event. And what better way to teach your children about the future than to let them in? Which, by the way, children receive a free admission with a purchasing paying adults. So bring your children and have them watch us slaughter the entire competition. And that's frantic, everybody! Yay! Alright, well, an amazing interview from Frantic that I still don't know how it went. But I guess it's time to move on to the next segment. Before we do that, I'd like to remind everybody out there that they can go over to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and they can pick up merch for the Fight Boys, pick up merch for their favorite JWF superstars from the Hammerman to Captain Tibbs. They've all got shirts over there waiting for you at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. And now, Dylan, it's time, my boy. It's time to go over to a world unlike anything we've seen before. And we've talked to Frantic today, so... It's time to go over to the land of the JWF and turn it over to Captain Tibbs and Silver Spoon. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I am your host, Silver Spoon, joined, as always, by the captain of this fair ship. It is Captain Tibbs. Choo-choo! That's a ship sound, right? <laughs> yep, definitely, Tibbs. Choo-choo away. And, of course, we are on the road to heck in a sec, where, of course, last week you made the announcement that we are going to have an absolutely fantastic main event, a fatal four-way heck in a sec match between Blake Tanner and three other competitors, one of whom will be decided in tonight's main event as mm. Canada Charlie takes on Guy Fieri. Tibbs, let me tell you, what are you thinking about this match? Well, Silva, uh, I think that, once again... My poor, wayward child, Charlie, he needs some sense beaten into his ass. <laughs> and the only guy that I could think to do it would be Guy Fieri. That's so if Charlie wants his shot at the championship, you're going to have to get some sense beat into him by Guy Fieri. That's right, Tibbs. And of course, speaking of champions, I'd like to talk about our JWF Captain's Champion, the Dylan. A man do we summer- have to? A man who at Summerfest had a decisive victory over the Hammerman in an absolutely vicious match. But then, of course, Dylan made an announcement last week. He requested the opening segment of this show to reveal a secret he's known all along. So let's cut to the Dylan in the ring to find out the true identity of the Hammerman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Captain's Cabin also known as the JWF, and today I would like to tell you all a story. A story of, of heartbreak of a man gone insane. A man that walked away, had to walk away from a world he loved. He was twisted by that decision, had to come back a shell of what he once was. A man who is willing to lie to each and every one of you out there just to get back in this wrestling ring. And you see, that man is the Hammer Man. Now, you see, there's been a little bit of mystery 
around the Hammer Man since he showed up a few months back. A little bit of question of who he is, how he got here, what's going on with the Hammers. And I have to be honest with you, I didn't really understand the questioning. I thought it was pretty clear that Tibbs had found somebody in the gutter, put a mask on him, given him hammers, and thought it was the greatest thing since bread. But as time has gone on, it's become a little bit apparent that that is not the case. And I am upset about that. See, I don't think that Hammerman deserves to get all of this attention, not inadvertently from all of you from having to watch him, and certainly not from that crazy coot behind the desk who thinks he's the coolest wrestler since Ric Flair. See, I don't want the Hammer Man here. I don't think he deserves anything, because you see, he is a liar. He is a deceiver. He is a man who has gone back on his word and has gone against the ruling of this very company. And as somebody who is proudly representing this company, now I cannot allow that. And so it is my duty to make sure that the Hammerman is given his just desserts, which is why I am going to tell you all who the Hammerman is. See, he should be ashamed of who he is. He should be ashamed of his family, he should be ashamed of the tradition that he has because the Hammer Man. Oh, and is... it looks like the Hammer Man actually coming out. And he looks furious, Tibbs. Oh my God! And in his hand, it's that very sledgehammer that Dylan used to put him down at Summerfest. Oh my God! Hammer Man rushing the ring with that hammer in hand, but oh my God! Dylan quickly put the boots to him before Hammer gets an opportunity to use that sledgehammer against the Dylan, stomping down on the back of of the masked mystery man. Oh, but now Dylan picking him up, whipping Hammer into the corner. Looks like he's setting up for that sick dick kick. But wait, Hammer Man coming out like a house of fire with a huge lariat on the Dylan, putting him down. I think Dylan landed directly on his neck. That cannot feel good. Meanwhile, it looks like Hammer Man's got it. He's got the sledgehammer holding it up over his head. Looks like he's about to bring it down on Dylan's skull. He's trying to kill the captain's champion. But now, wait a minute. Now, this is bizarre. Something we've never seen before. Dylan making it up to his knees. And it looks like he's actually... Dylan actually begging for mercy. Tibbs, this is insane. Hammerman actually letting the hammer drop to the ground and staring at Dylan. But wait! An upper dicker! Upper Dicker from out of nowhere as the Dylan at horrifying ruse fooling the Hammer Man. Hammer Man dropping to the ground. Now Dylan grabbing him by the neck, holding the head of that hammer against his throat, choking the life out of the Hammer Man. Now Dylan got the microphone back and he does not look happy. So, that didn't work out for you, did it? I'm sure, but I'm sure these fans appreciated the effort you put in. You can't run from who you are forever. And at the next pay-per-view, I am going to show them who you are, Travis. Oh my god, Tibbs, I... Did I just hear Dylan say what I think he said? What? I wasn't listening. I, I mean, he said... He said Travis. Uh, there's only one Travis I can think of in JWF history. That's Travis Clouds, the man who a year ago at Los Trios Tangos, he 
He was forced to leave this company. There's no way the Hammer Man could be Travis Clatt. Well, isn't there also the coffee guy, Travis? Um, yeah, but I don't know why he would try to... I don't know why our he coffee guy... He doesn't have guy, a beard. Yeah, I think... I don't know. Something more needs to be talked about here. But, of course, the one thing I want to talk about is the JWF Fatal 4-Way Heck in a Sec match tips, which, of course, like we said earlier, is going to be decided in the main event between Guy Fieri and Canada... Charlie and Tibbs after last week where Guy Fieri made his triumphant return to the company. How did you feel seeing the King of Flavortown again? Well, uh, let's just say that as uh, soon as he came back, it left a good taste in all our mouths. <laughs> That's right, Tibbs. And so after that great return, we have got Guy Fieri backstage with our top interviewer, Don the Don McDonald. Let's cut it over to him. Ladies and gentlemen, Dad the Dad McDonald here with Guy Fieri. Now, Mr. Fieri, last week you... Oh, my God! Tim's a huge super kick from out of nowhere. Guy Fieri flying down to the concrete. Is it? Is it Brunch Boy Bear? Who was attacking? Wait. It's... It's Scotty Moore. T Tim's, what in the world is Scotty Moore doing here? I am just as confused as you. All right, well, let's hear what Scotty's got to say. Uh, all right, all right. Well, uh, Scotty Moore now apparently seems to be joining to me t today. And, Scotty, I've got to ask, why attack Guy Fieri? I, uh, I didn't attack Guy Fieri, man. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, what? I just saw you kick him in, in the face. What are you, what are you talking about? No, 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 no. I, I, McDonald, look, I did not attack Guy Fieri. I attacked the system. I attacked the system of the JWF because for far too long they've been doing this wrong, man. I mean, Guy Fieri, look at, look at me, man. I'm happy you're back. Happy you returned after a very lengthy absence. But what have you done for us since then? Because, you know what, McDonald, let me remind you. Guy Fieri... He didn't get the victory on last week's show. Blake Tanner did. And despite that, I didn't even see the champion booked for the show tonight. You see, this is the formula of JWF, Captain Tibbs' secret stuff. They see the shiny new thing, and they put a spotlight on it and leave the workhorses in the dust. They leave guys like me and the Dylan to struggle in the background while guys like Canada, Charlie, and the Hammer Man gets the spot that everyone fights for. And Tibbs wonders why his company's failing. You see, McDonald at Summerfest, when I defeated Momoa Curry and I took my rightful spot as the god of the JWF, I realized that I'm not just god of this company. I'm its savior. I, I know, say what you will. Scotty Moore this, Scotty Moore that. I know a lot of people don't like me, but they damn sure respect what I'm saying right now because for months, the JWF has focused on the wrong damn people at the wrong damn time. When it was me and Blake Tanner facing off in our third match of our championship trilogy, who was everyone focusing on? Ryback. 
A man who we haven't seen since Blake Tanner tapped him out in excessive force. After Dylan won a grueling, fatal four-way match to win that captain's title, who did everyone focus on? The Hammer Man. It happens time and time again. Somebody proves themselves. They grab that brass ring. They prove that they deserve their spot at the top of the card. And Tibbs leaves them out to dry. So that's why I did what I did tonight, McDonald. Because you see, from here on out, from here on out, I'm here to make sure the JWF stays on course. I believe I can make this place better. I believe I can be the reason JWF lives to see another day. I'm here to save this company. And I'm going to do that by making sure all of Tibbs' little shiny, happy little distractions disappear. And when all of that smoke clears, the only thing left will be the savior of the JWF, Scotty Moore. Alright, Tibbs, seems like Scotty Moore not happy with the way you've been booking this company. I mean, do you agree with what he's been saying? I mean, he was right. Blake Tanner's not even booked for the show tonight. Well, yeah, we've only got 20 minutes. Well, fair point, but you would almost... Uh, I mean, I would say that... Wait, hold on. I'm actually getting news right now. Apparently, the Hammerman... The Hammerman is incensed backstage, and he is demanding... A spot on the show next week to speak his mind, to explain himself. Tibbs, next week, the Hammer Man speaks. Yes, I'm very happy for this. I'm actually <laughs> looking at what were we talking about before? All right, Tibbs. Well, how about this? How about we move on after that great news to the main event? Of course, Charlie uh, fighting, Canada Charlie facing off against Guy Fieri, but I think after that attack by Scotty Moore, I don't know if Guy Fieri's going to be at 100% tips. No, that is also something that's very disturbing. Uh, it's nice to make a point, but it's not always nice to interrupt someone's match before it starts. That's right, and looks like actually Guy Fieri trying to start off this match strong, locking up with Charlie. Now Charlie trying to maintain control, use that strength, but oh, Guy Fieri tossing Charlie into the corner, going to town on the Canadian one. It looks like that super kick did not affect Guy Fieri going into the match, laying in some massive body shots before running into the ring, and oh, a massive splash on Canada. Charlie Tibbs, can you just imagine that massive frame of Guy Fieri crashing down onto you? See, that's what that's Charlie's problem in this match. Guy Fieri, he's got the power game going on. Uh, he's going to be able to outpower Charlie in uh, any confrontation. That's right, Tibbs. But wait a minute. Looks like Felix Ball, Charlie's manager, actually jumping onto the apron and attempting to distract Fietti. Of course. Well, it looks like, unfortunately, that's given Charlie enough time to sneak behind it. Ooh, roll guy up into a printing pitting predicament. One, two, ooh, and a kick out at two from Fietti. Now guy jumping up, going after Charlie. And let me tell you something, Fietti does not look happy. Clothesline in the Canadian one, bouncing off the ropes, and a big leg drop, draping a leg over the chest to Charlie. Guy running over, going for the pin. One, two, oh, and Guy Fietti barely kicking out. But Tibbs, let me tell you something, it looks like Guy Fietti ready to finish things off tonight because he is calling for it. That vicious move that he debuted at last year's Los Trios Tangos, known as the Food Fight, and he's got him up, Tibbs. He's got Charlie on his shoulders, but wait a minute. 
Charlie actually grabbing at the ropes, trying to stop Guy from landing that horrifying move. But wait a minute! Guy Fieri actually tossing Charlie out of the ring and onto Felix Ball. Both of these men in a car crash scenario on the outside of the ring, Tibbs. Hail to the king of Flavortown. That's right. Now it looks like he is ready to go to heck in a sec. Rushing outside, grabbing Charlie and tossing him into the ring. And he's got him up. He's got him up again, Tibbs. And he's got the food. Fight. Charlie Skull cracking into that mat, going for the pin, but wait a minute. Well, Tibbs, looks like Felix Ball actually jumping onto the apron, distracting the referee, our faithful referee, Shibata. Uh, Tibbs, uh, he's got a pin right behind him. The crowd chanting along. They're at a five count now. Now, this is, this is classic ball technique. That's right. Shibata's back turned to both of the men, but wait, is that... It's Brunch Boy Baron, the cash in the bag briefcase holder, jumping into the ring, landing a vicious brunch of days onto Fietti. And Guy, Guy looks unconscious, Tibbs. Uh, no, it can't end like this. All right, he's dragging Charlie's limp body. I don't even think Charlie knows what's going on, laying him over Guy. And now Felix finally jumping off the apron. Shibata turning around and counting the pin. One, two, three. And Tibbs looks like candidate Charlie is going to heck in a sec. But not without the assistance of the Brunch Boy. I'll tell you that right now. It looks like Brunch Boy is planning on cashing in. He wants to maximize his chances. He knows he can't beat eat Guy Fieri he as easily as he could beat candidate Charlie. That's right, Tibbs, but of course we do know the history between Guy Fieri and Brunch Boy Baron. We know the long, lengthy history, so I gotta think that's gotta have something to do with this as well. But of course, Tibbs, we can't be focusing on that. We gotta focus on the future. We gotta focus on the next episode of JWF War, where we're gonna see another qualifying match for that fatal four-way heck in a sec match. And then, of course, the thing, the segment I think we're most excited to see the Hammer Man finally speaks. All that and more on next week's JWF Monday Night War. Oh, so Dylan, my boy, it's been an episode, an extremely bizarre episode that we've had to record in multiple bits. But what did you learn this week? I, I've, I've learned that uh, the only place where the Five Boys will ever be all in is it Dragon, Dragon Con. Con. Which also got shouted out by Xavier Woods on SmackDown, and my dad messaged me like, did you see what he said? And I'm like, yeah, he goes every fucking year. And he's like, yeah, but he said it on national TV. I'm like, well, fair point. Um, and I, I want him to show up to your panel. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. He's also out there because he does his video thing, and they're like, that's oh, kind of like a podcast, yeah. and it's just you with, your, with our shitty show there. <laughs> and then... Uh, and I learned this week that the only match for Colt Cabano is Blick Machismo Yeah. Uh so Dylan can be found on Twitter at sexy Chucky T. Blake can be found to Wait, we didn't we we didn't tweet at Sexy Chucky T. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. We're gonna we're getting frantic to do it. It's <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> uh, Blake can be found on Twitter. I'm a, wait, Fan Frantic probably actually knows him from freaking Villain. He'll probably be like, "Why?" He'll he's gonna message afterwards, like, "Do you know these 
two guys from Alabama that are just like desperately trying to get you to like, God, don't don't ask me yeah. about it. Uh Blake can be found on Twitter at Blake A. Tanner. You can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And make sure to go to Amazon and buy all my books, the Quiesel Corp trilogy, BS versus the Gods, or head to audibletrial.com slash BS Network. Get a free 30-day trial of Audible. There's over a hundred thousand audiobooks to choose from, including Quiesel Corp, Quiesel Corp Risen, and then of course bs versus the gods coming very soon so you can get a free copy of a book you can support us just by going to audibletrial.com slash bs network so check that out and check out all the other shows at a load of pure bs.com if you like movies and fan fiction check out fun fiction theme parks check out opposite attractions we're about to finish up our third season so make sure to check that out and then of course there's a load of bs where me and blake are just dicks for an hour and that's about it so Make sure to check that out. I'm really sad. I'm really sad that I didn't get in on the ground floor of just being a dick for an hour <laughs> on a podcast. And then, of course, uh, make sure to, uh, if you're on iTunes, rate, subscribe, leave a nice little review. If you're on YouTube, make sure to rate and subscribe. And if you're a wrestler out there like Frantic who wants to get in and get interviewed, just let us know, dude. Drop us a line, fightboyshow at gmail.com, and we'll try to find a way to put you on the show. So make sure to do that. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, donate to the Patreon, and remember to follow us on Twitter at fightboyshowchuckdaylor, because when you're a fightboy, you're a fightboy for life.